Welcome to Combat Files, our next episode with Ian Moyes. Hi, Ian. How are you doing? Good morning. I'm very well this morning. Thank you. Um, do you want to introduce yourself in, uh, to, the, to the listeners? Sure, I can. Um, Ian Moyes. I, uh, we know each other through a previous uh, business relationship and live not so far apart from each other in the, in the same area, coincidentally. Um, I'm a mere sales rep to the company called Natterbox, and uh, it's a, we're a cloud telephony provider. And I also have the luxury of, of sitting as a non-exec on some industry bodies and companies. So I get a lot of insight from panels and, and um, different engagements I get as to good context for things like this, to give, give a feel what's really going on and, and not just from my isolated view at Natterbox. Yes, and we obviously have had um, previous uh, um, sort of contact. Um, uh, just for the listeners' perspective, I, I do want to say this, and I haven't had a chance to say this, that you know we used to do business together. Ian was my service provider for the telephone system. Um, I was a client, and I must say that um, Ian was uh, an incredible help at, the, at a very, very difficult time when our business was actually sliding away. Um, and his, you know, your level of um, uh, emotional uh, intelligence and empathy towards our situation really was something that I remember very fondly, and I'm really grateful for your help um, for that. Thank you. I do appreciate that. Thank you. Um, now, let's just move on to the, the current situation with the COVID-19 um, sort of scenario and unprecedented times that we're living in. Um, how do you maintain employee engagement working remotely um, in, in your industry, in, in, in your business? Sure. And, and I think that a lot of people are, talk, uh, are holding on this around technology. And, and we're seeing that with all the talk platforms and TV adverts as well at the moment. For us, the luxury of that piece was that that was handled by our own platform and our customers. Because that's the nature of what we do. We provide a phone system, as you, as you mentioned. But that enables people to work anywhere, anytime, as though they're at the desk in the office, as everything business as usual. So that bit was sort of handled for us, and we use a lot of cloud technologies. But for me, the whole challenge that's hitting the world right now is people. Pro it's back to basics: people, process, and technology. And, and the people is a big part of this because we're, what we're all having to deal with is something we haven't had to deal with as a business, as a leadership team, or as an individual ever before, which is an emotional impact that's hitting everyone in the world at the same time. We all relate to it. We don't have to describe to anyone listening to this what's going on because we're all going through exactly the same scenario at the same time. When does that happen, right? There's been, you could argue before there'd been a recession in a country or there'd been in a particular vertical sector a challenge, but it didn't hit everyone consistently. That's the big difference. Um, so it's a hard one, I think, emotively on people keeping them engaged. A lot of people unfortunately lost their jobs. A lot of people have furloughed. Um, but for those who aren't, you know, even the people who are still employed, they're not having an easy time of it. You know, it, it you're in a different environment. You, whilst we can do things like this, and we'll talk maybe in a minute about some of the ideas and things we've done, keeping yeah. employees engaged and after mental health. It's, yes. It's a challenging time for everyone, and everyone is going to act differently as a human being. Yeah, and let's 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 talk about those measures that you've had to put in place. Um, what are the, some of those measures that you've had to put in place to support those employees? And and it's not only employees actually, and it's also 
you know, you, you're doing the supporting piece. Who's supporting you? Who's supporting the, the, the SLT? Yep. Yep. Absolutely good question. So let me, let me describe how we've done that. And I think it, this is where the true um, colors of a company, their DNA and their values c- comes to bear. So we, you know, we haven't prepared, who had prepared for this and thought, right, here's the 10 things we're going to do should this happen. So we had to move in an agile fashion very, very quickly to number one, we moved people to home working before we were told to. So we, we held out as long as we could, but we could see where this was heading. So we chose to flip that switch before it was imposed upon us because te- we had the luxury that technology, as I said, we, we, we could do that and they could be up and running. Um, but we then had to look at, well, firstly, how are we going to keep going as a business? How are we going to keep business as usual for our customers? Um, going because they're relying on us if they've you know we're a critical part of their operations Um, how do we keep our teams motivated to keep helping the customer and staying engaged because it's a people business right it's Mm -hmm. technologies underlying it it's we've we've got to keep the people engaged so we're and we're constantly adapting this i'd love to say in day one or week one we had all the answers laid out we have been um listening and engaging with our teams and changing as we go and involving our teams to give us the ideas as well so this hasn't been a purely um smt led we've got all the ideas this is what we're going to do but what we did initially is we thought right we've got to spin up uh, and make sure everyone has got a way of communicating so we spun up a video platform where uh, everyone can talk and chat to each other we use our own telephony platform um, but we wanted something where it's video and groups and, and all on the screen and all this sort of thing, of which the, many of the platforms have offered free and, and extended use right now, which is the right thing to do. So we spun this up and what we've got is each team doing daily calls as a group. So, for example, before this call this morning, nine o'clock every morning, my European team, my European revenue team, we all jump on a call together. Now, if you can't make it because you're on with a customer or something's happening in your private life, you've got your food delivery, you've finally managed to get it. You don't, it's not mandatory to be on it, right? But you know, every morning at nine, we're getting together. And to be frank, it's a bit of banter. Yeah. You know, we chat a little bit about business. Oh, what happened yesterday? Oh, I had this success yesterday and oh, this customer's done this. So that gets thrown into the mix, but it isn't. Let's get on here and we've got a fixed management agenda where I'm going to talk through deals and da, da, da. It's, Get on and oh, I just watched this program. I and I just mentioned this morning the Tiger King series. Have anyone seen that? And it's sort of every yeah, we all watched it four weeks ago. I'm the last one, right? But it's a bit of <laughs> that coffee banter you get in the office. We've created it in a, a morning online thing. The morning come in and how are you? What did you do last night? We've we've created that little piece happening every morning, and it's being done by different teams around the business in the, in the team you'd normally do it with. So we haven't forced something unnatural to happen. Outside of that, a couple of other thing, key things I think we've done that have worked well out of the gate, and then I'll give a couple of ideas that come from the staff. So our CEO, um, and Neil is a very personable, um, caring person, every week um, is doing a CEO call to the whole business. Oh, wow. Okay. It's a short 15, 20-minute call, so it's not something where we're doing this big official with slide. It's literally on cam. Talk to everyone in the business, be on it if you can, give you a quick update, quick feedback of what we've heard, anything new we're doing, um, just to keep everyone engaged on this piece. And we took audience feedback from that because the initial times we set that as, we thought we'll do 
on a fr- I think it was we did on a Friday at this time in the morning at this at night because we're global. Right. And we got feedback of, well, can we do it? Because one of the teams, it was late on a Friday and it's a week. Can we do it on a Thursday? So we've moved it to one call on a Thursday at this point. So we adjusted based on the feedback from the teams of when when's going to work for you. Again, not pushing from leadership. We'll come up with an idea, but we'll take feedback and, and adjust to where what's the best way of delivering this. We kick something off. Tell us tell us if it's not working and now we need to change it. So he does that every week, which engages the whole the whole business. Um, and what the other ethos we put through the business, and, and we did this to a degree anyway, being a tele- telephony firm, and I'd emphasize this to everyone speak to people mm. too often and, I, and i'm i'm a, a social media right i'm a social influencer for a number of business so i, I get all the social media stuff right and electronic digital communication but the problem is and i've spoken about this pro, pre-covid just in general customer experience those platforms are not a conversation they're a communication if i send you an email it is a communication of here's my side and then I wait for your response at a different time. And it has its place when, when, when you're busy and you can get hold of someone. I can share some information with you and not have to wait two days to get that when you're convenient. And it keeps things moving. So it has its place. But right now, a lot of things are done that way that should be a, a, a communication, a call, a video call, preferably today or, or a phone call. Now, we're using video calling like many more than we've ever done before. Previously, it would be a phone call and voice because yeah. we're not seeing people we're all isolated. Right. So it helps remove the isolation of the individual to get them on phone calls, even internal calls where there's one or two of you or even three of you. If you get on a video call internally and chat about it internally and have that conversation as opposed to send an email. So we're pushing that as a mantra right now. Have more co- communication because it removes the isolation and it gets you more, more engaged it's 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 one step closer to, to meeting in person yeah with what we have to deal with yeah. um another, another thing um that, that we've put in place is um so we've got those weekly calls we've got the daily calls for the team um is that as we've listened to the team and the, and the team's come up with some ideas and one of the things they do is they're doing some quizzes so this evening, for example, at six o'clock, there is for the for my for the Amir revenue team, there is a quiz, and the winner, uh, whoever wins, they they've decided amongst themselves. Whoever wins has to host the next week's quiz and come up with all the questions. We stop them winning again, right? At least for Robert. <laughs> um, but again, and it's a beer quiz, so they're all going to get a beer or a glass of wine and chat like this to each other. But it's trying to put it back in place some of the work social side of things. Yeah to keep a community going and keep discussion going that might otherwise be missed. You mentioned me. The other, the other thing that's good, I think, is our HR team has stepped up and wherever there's any indication from anyone in the business that someone might be struggling a little bit or that they reach out. So, for example, I had a call. With, I, I had to do a webinar earlier this week, which was on to do with the subject we're talking about, was with a guest with one of our customers. It was all brand new material. I had to do some research around the human psyche and how this is affecting people in the terms of customer experience, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and our HR had had a call with me and they called me the next day, requested a call, which is, is that worrying from HR, right? Um, and we had the call and 
she wanted to express. I was a little concerned. We talked yesterday, and you looked you looked a bit straightened out of it, and I you know I hadn't shaved. And and I said it's purely because I'm stressing over the deadline of getting this done, and I've got a lot of other deadlines with other content we're creating. Um, purely that, but she was concerned of. I'm going. I'm calling you back to have a chat about this. Is is and she didn't know the webinar was going on. Oh, okay. So we've got HR reaching out even to the SMT team. Yeah. You know, with duty of care, with how are you? Um, are you? Are you? How are you doing in this? Is there anything we can do for you? And let me touch base. And she took the trouble to call out again, to check in with me to see if it and ask the question. So I think it's about having that diligence across the business and engaging and not mandating these things happen, but facilitating and supporting engagement to happen across the business and helping your team as well be as business as usual as is possible, depending on what your business and vertical market is. Right? Because the more, <laughs> the more you give them the norm, the more comfortable they're gonna be. People are worried about their jobs, um, and, and people, I've heard people say, well, you know, it'd be great, oh, I'll be sat at home doing nothing. That isn't good for anyone, right? That, mm. that isn't good for someone who's been in work. They're off sick often. They get stir crazy after two or three weeks being ill. How many times have you heard, oh, I'm really keen to get back to work? Yeah, yeah. And it's, 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 uh, it's really interesting you say that because, you know, the, one of the questions I had, and I, in a way you've answered it, but is it's that balance of, you know, when you talk about... Um, sort of motivation um, and you talk about um, the team and being so far away, it's that balance of being overbearing or sort of under monitoring, you know, and it's, it's quite, it's a difficult thing to do, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's about, yeah, I think you could man, you, you could programmatically do this um, too easily and overstep the mark as in make it look like we're trying to do the right thing, therefore look at how we're behaving. Which is why I started from, this is where you show the true values and DNA of your company and your leadership. Yeah. Is you don't want to go out there and go, you, should, you guys should be doing a quiz every Thursday at this time. Yeah. Well, why should we? As opposed to a different approach could be, what, what ideas have you guys got about how we can engage? Now we, they, they came up with that. We didn't even suggest it. They've come up with things themselves. We've had it where we're on these webcam things where you've got 10 people on it and something started for the first week after a couple of weeks and it's died off now where you'd be on it and you'd see Spider-Man there, Iron Man there, <laughs> someone with a mask there and it became a game of who's coming with a fancy dress. We then had the next week, it was people had their dog, their cat. You know, So they're trying to create, stimulate and, and be different and create yeah. some fun and fun with it you know are we going to do something where you know what what's your pet skill everyone's got to come with us come with a party trick or something one week yeah, yeah. No, but we're talking what tv programs have you what do you recommend we, it's about getting human engaged so it's an interesting time right where it's become more key there's more conversations going on than there were pre-covid that's the weird thing you know, Verizon just reported they're seeing 800 million calls a day going on, which normally they only see on on New Year's Day and Mother's Day. They're seeing wow, it every wow. single day. So more people are having more conversations on online and telephony platforms than they've ever done before. Who thought? Yeah. So people don't want to be isolated. They don't. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and, and one of the one of the interesting things 
um, and I was thinking about this as I was sort of sorting out the questions yesterday. Um, if you look at the furlough um, and the, the, the scheme that the government's, you know, it's welcome for a lot of business, um, the furlough scheme, but that also potentially can have a negative impact on teams, on individuals, because, you know, you the, the business may hold some of the staff, the, the others may be furloughed, they may not come back. That's, the, that's that uncertainty that sort of, you know, causes anxiety and pressure. Yeah. Uh, it, did you guys have to deal with that sort of emotion? Well, we, we haven't furloughed any staff. Um, like that. We're, we're lucky enough um, to be in the position where the nature of our business continues because of what we do. Okay. But, but I, I think you're absolutely right. There's, there's a challenge here of there are different. So we do have different types of staff in the business, right? The, the sales staff are absolutely communicating with customers and having phone calls and engagement, doing demonstrations and signing new customers, etc. So we're, we're, there's external engagement. The developers, they, that's not part of their job anyway. So there's certain different roles in a business that could potentially feel more isolated than they normally do, because normally their interaction at work will be with their colleagues in the office but not with customers. They're not customer facing. So it, it's, they're not on the phone. They're not getting, we're still getting external contact. So you need to think, I think about the different departments of your business that they're not all the same. Yeah. Right? Not, they don't all have the same role. So, you know, my sales team has the luxury that we're jumping on talking about deals, talking to customers still and prospects. Um, so what we normally do hasn't been taken away. We've still got the, the internal and external conversations. You've got to think about different departments, whether it be finance, uh, the back office type part of the business. I think the other thing that's been overlooked, and I haven't seen, I'm sure it's out there, but I just haven't seen any frontal discussion, and certainly not on the news, is the return to work mental health issues, the, the PTSD syndrome. You know, and, and uh, I don't pretend to understand psychology and all this stuff, but having done some research for the webinar in the week and read, read up on some things, what is this, are people going to come back to work functional? Are they going to come back to work with stresses, even though they haven't lost their job? Are they going to get overlooked because all the stresses are with the people who've lost their job and been furloughed, right? Well, no, what about the people who haven't? They've still got concerns over this, concerns over has their job become more difficult? Is their job still at risk? Um, uh, What's their work ethic going to be like? Yeah. You know, having been sat uh, isolated in one, you know, normally you get variety, even yeah. if it's the journey to work, even if it, you go two different, three different. I know the route you'd have taken to work, you would have had a couple of different routes depending on traffic. Yeah. And then you've got the office, then you'd have meetings. You had variety of engagement and you had variety of environment. You've got people who've been put in an environment where they're going to be in the same, vir virtually the same environment for a long, long time. That's the Big Brother TV experiment, right? And we saw what happened in there. People went a bit cuckoo at times, but they knew they were they knew when they were coming out. They, they had a definitive date, and they didn't have the threat of illness and the worry and the deaths and all the other stuff going on. And yet, look at what it did to the psychology of some of the people in that um, TV experiment. We're all living right now unwillingly in a psychological experiment that's never been done before. Yeah, absolutely, and, and I, I completely agree with you. And I guess the, the next point that I would ask is um, to looking at motivation and how to how to motivate people and looking at 
sort of dovetailing that into the, the potential training um, or uh, pointers um, for the restart of business. Yep. Yep. Um, because that's really a key point to discuss. Have, have, has your business thought about that at all? Yeah, so we're having discussions. It, it, it's not like we're going back to work next week, right? But we don't know when. Sure. And, and sure. it's such an unknown piece of how far out is this. So planning it meticulously is a difficult one. Um, and because you can't plan, oh, we're going to have this happen on this date because you don't know when that date is. But th some of the things we're, we're, we're looking at are, you know, how do we support the mental health piece? What's involved in that? And what, what support do we need to give our staff coming back and how we're going to do it? And so there's thoughts around, you know, are we going to get them back and do some social things? If we're allowed to, of course, but, you know, what limits are we going to be given? Yeah. Um, you know, and we're also looking at, we, and we've done this before, um, we've used some motivational speakers to come into the office. So we've had people who've come in and talk through um, that sort of thing. We've had, funny enough, we had that conversation on one of the calls we've had, this, the team call we had this morning around what speakers we've used before and engaged with and we've supported some of them, you know, disabled, people who've done disabled Olympics and this sort of thing, where we sponsored them and, and had them come and speak to the teams about overcoming mm. challenges in your life, um, emotive challenges and struggles and things that have happened. So we're thinking about things such as this, of what can we do to engage them even during this period. So it may be we don't wait till we get back. We start putting some programs in place now at this point. Um, and it's important to do that, right? Because you, you wanna, you've got to have a business to come back to. Yeah. And you've got to have staff to support that business. Yeah. And you, you, can't you can't afford to come back and have 20% of your staff now off ill through mental health challenges or they, they, something's happened. They don't feel comfortable coming to the office or it's thrown, thrown them out in some way. You know, I think this is the hard, this is, should highlight the hardest, the hidden threat. We've, we've seen this recently, mental health being spoken about. But what impacts this could have? Is this going to raise it to the forefront and have more people willing to talk about it of mental challenges around this stuff? Right? I've, I've got a little bit stir crazy being at home. I've got two small children. My wife's a firefighter locally where we are. And I just heard her alarm go off. So if I have children come in while we're doing this, I apologize. But it's no problem. now living, right? <laughs> yeah. I've just heard her fire alarm go off. So she's off to the rush to the fire station right now. Okay. Um, so you've got those extra pressure. And everyone's got different yeah. pressures, right? right? Whether it's getting food, whether it's child care, whether they've got elderly relatives who are ill or in care homes. Um, there's all these external stresses that normally are there, but at a decreased level. Everything has been heightened now. And we're getting more stressful and the longer it goes on and the more worry we see on tv about deaths the more people don't deal well with the unknown right we've got illness mass illness and, and deaths we've got total unknown and unrest we've got food shortages people don't deal well with being hungry that has an emotive psychological stress thing. and we've seen that in countries right we you know you where you end up with civil unrest because people aren't, eating. you know, it, it's the nature of human psyche. And we're, ha we're experiencing all of those to smaller degrees that some third world countries have had for years to a much greater pressure and degree. But they've become culturally used to, not that it's acceptable, they know what they're dealing with. Yeah. So those countries with this, place, you know, I heard, saw something on about TV about Africa and South Africa is dealing with this probably a lot better than we are 
because they're used to epidemics and pandemics and disease and food issues. Yeah, absolutely. And I think uh, one of the things that uh, comes to mind is on, on the point of restarting. And you talk about the support that um, businesses need to give the restart and, you know, the support that that that's given to um, the teams and, and individuals and staff. The timing has to be right also. And the uncertainty, the fact is that the government don't know, for example, and, you know, that that's a that's if you do it too early, it's it, it, it causes anxiety. If you do it too late, it causes stress and panic. It, it's really tough, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, are we going to see how far, how many birthdays are we going to go through while this goes on? You know, are we, <laughs> are we going to get to Christmas? We're all celebrating Christmas remotely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, but but that, that's something we're doing. To, you know, there's another thing I've thought of what we're doing. You know, we've had a couple of birthdays during this and people have done the virtual birthday cake. Happy birthday over this to team members, etc. Whereas normally you'd bring the cake in the office. So it's just about trying to trying to keep as much normality. And, you know, we're calling it business, business as unusual. OK, <laughs> that's nice. Uh, just want to really move on to uh, we, we've talked about the staff. And the motivation and, and that piece we'll come back and touch back onto it uh, a little later sure. i wanted to talk about so the challenges to the organization um and you know we all know what's happening so yeah. we don't have to repeat that um how do you think things are going to be played out future landscape yeah i i wish i wish I, crystal I ball time <laughs> do i have the right answer for this because if i did this is a gold mine right um, <laughs> I think it's just this is developing by the day. You know, we've just seen British Airways, I think, announced yesterday 12,000 job losses. Yeah. Um, there's certain areas, right, where you can predict logic, you know, event management, uh, travel, where, and, and where it's logical. But what can you do? You, you can't, how many people are actually going to be booking travel right now, and how far out because you don't know when it stops? So, when can they take a booking? because you don't, it's a catch-22. So whilst they may want to operate as usual and take huge business, the customers aren't engaging in that way. Whereas if you go to the food area, people still need to eat. So a lot of restaurants and pubs have, have cleverly changed and gone, right, well, we can still cook food. We can still produce food and, and, and operate under certain rules. So let's change our model. And, you know, and the food deliveries now, you know, the Uber Eats, the hungry horse, the the, the um, just eat are all busy, 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 and they've employed more drivers. Amazon is busy, 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 and there's more delivery drivers. So some businesses are adjusting, some businesses are thriving during this period because of the nature of what they do. So it's not one answer fits all. I think based on who the company is or vertical, and it's can you adjust in your business, and how do you adjust? How do you pivot? To do what you can do we've seen some alcoholic firms manufacturing now hand sanitizer we've seen other firms manufacturing face masks totally pivoting their business into something different because they've got the machinery but they can't produce the product they produce today or at the volume they would normally need to produce so they've pivoted into doing something different so the first thing i think is you need to look at for your own company is is there something you can operationally do that may be different to A, help your business survive, B, 
help the mental health of your of your staff, right? Because your staff don't, in the majority, don't want to be sat idle. They want to contribute. They want to feel they still have net worth. I've been, let me give a context. I've been through, over my career, through many acquisitions, but I've been through, through that. I went through my very first sales role, second job, company liquidated. We were acquired by a foreign company. Things went wrong. And suddenly it was what this morning you look, here's the keys to your car. We'll drop you off at your house. There's that. What do I do? You lose, you lose some net worth because your job's been taken away. And that's, you could argue it's not who you are, but it's a big part of your daily and weekly life. That's what's just happening to people who maybe haven't dealt with this before. I've experienced many redundancies through being acquisitions and consolidations and it happens, right? Yes. So having gone through it, you know, it's always painful because you're then there. Well, what do I do? You want to get a job today, period. How many people are hiring? Because interviewing is harder. We, we've just hired a couple of people that were in the mix. Um, but hiring has been changed, right? Because so, so if you have lost your job, what you want to do typically about that is do something about it. Your job becomes getting a job. So you're active doing that. Now, I would suggest to people in that situation, still do it now. Don't just shut down. But it's harder, right? And it's more frustrating. Um, and you lose that net, net worth of yourself of, I want to be working. I want to be doing something. I know my work. I know what I'm doing tomorrow. I've got this meeting. I'm doing this. When that's suddenly taken away, in normal circumstances, it is a hit to you of, you don't want to be sat at home doing nothing. Um, oh, hang on a minute. Now we've got that combined with what's going on. You don't even have the luxury to get any respite by going out anywhere or seeing some friends. or So there's a compounding on those individuals that I don't think we've ever experienced probably in history before to this anywhere near this degree, if at all, of what is the emotive issue on someone who's lost their job, been furloughed and ex perhaps is worried or expects to lose their job. That They can't really, as you would normally do, fix it and get another job as easy as possible. So are they going to have to wait till they come out of this position? There'll be less jobs around, as, as we all hear, while the economy fights to recover. So everything that, that would normally be a problem on them is is exhilarated and accelerated and much worse. Yeah, yeah. And it's, 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 it's actually um, quite intriguing because in the industry that I used to work in, um, and I still have little tentacles going in there at the moment um it's it's one of the worst hit industries um in the uk the hospitality and, and restaurant uh, food service sector uh and and the question or we were talking about this last night in fact is that when we restart and you look at you talk about the landscape as a supplier that has to give 60-day credit limits do you give that credit limit you have a relationship with your existing customer base you hope hopefully you want to go back to them and sell to them yeah but then they it's a chicken and egg situation isn't it they don't have the cash or the or the revenue to pay you what comes first it's so tough isn't it yep yep and and, and the supply chain it's interesting i spoke about that on the webinar earlier this week is it doesn't matter if you're okay in the mix it, it's the up and downward supply chain as well yeah, so to yeah. your point i know we spoke about this before and i hadn't given this thought until you gave me the insight you know, if a restaurant comes back online, they still need their suppliers to be able to supply them the produce 
And right now, the restaurant, the supply chain is reduced. Whilst restaurants, some are staying open, the, the volumes they're doing will be greatly reduced. There's just no question because their customers will, will be spending less money because some will be tightening their belt and thinking about what's going on and the impact of their family and the jobs, etc. Um, and deliveries never match up to restaurant football, particularly at peak times of weekends and uh, etc. And and when the sun's out, right, and bars do well and etc. So how many of them are going to find that the supply chain doesn't have the supply they need at the time they need at the price and credit rate and all the re- all the other stuff? How you know, I, I think there's a lot of people think when we come out, let's say we switch back on in October, in January, whenever, that within a week or two, it will be back to normal. And, and I think there's a naivety that it won't be back to normal overnight. There will be things that take a while, to, a long while to get back to normal. And there'll be things that never get back to normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're totally disrupted and we have to operate differently. Um, and, and we have to predict and assume based on what the scientists are saying, this may happen again. So how do we plan to mitigate that it doesn't affect us the way it did the first time? Yeah, yeah, and and you know, like I said, we we're looking at uh, we're looking at uh, um, the if you look at my industry, uh, I I think about the competition that I used to pitch against. I know for a fact this there were only five or six in London. Half of them are in big trouble potentially yeah. not not opening up again now you know if you start looking at that and you're talking about you know the fine dining sector you know who let's face it they're one they're the ones who are going to be hit the hardest yeah because no one's going to go and pay 100 pounds or you know 150 pound a head to to eat yeah. um so so that's that's that i think that's to come and we have to watch that space just going back to um natterbox uh and, and looking at the sort of talk, we're talking about the future landscape. Um, where do the challenges lie for a business like yourself, internally and externally? And we talked about the internal piece, but looking at the future, the external piece, because obviously there's a, there's the, and, and we've mentioned, you know, the mindset of the the, the, the employees and, and and team members, but there's also the mindset of customers because they're yeah. human beings too, yeah. isn't it? So I, I think we are a. We're very fortunate in that what we do um, is help businesses improve customer experience using the phone, right? As you'll be you'll be aware of, and help people business as usual. So we have customers, banks, etc., who are up and running now, business as usual, but all of their employees are doing the right thing or at home. But the customer phones their number; it will route, it will do everything like it normally does. So to customer, nothing's changed, which is really ideally what you need need it to be because your employees are now engaged. They feel as best they can. They're doing their job. They're bringing worth to the company and the company keeps going and therefore every, it helps everyone. So there is a there's a big opportunity for our business coming out of this because we, we're already hearing a lot of companies looking to review their technology stack. Was it people, process and technology? Their technology has prevented them how many contact centers right now? I've had this where lots of contact centers of major brand corporations have, have, have had the emails of we're shut down now. Only contact us through email or chat. Yeah. And, and I had a problem. I won't name the code, but I had a problem that had something set up and installed just before we, we, we went on shutdown and it didn't quite work out. It was all promised. 
and I need to speak to someone because this is really frustrating now and continually frustrating. Couldn't speak to them because they shut down, can't speak to them. So I try all the online self so and every, other people had had the same problem, but no, there was no real answer. And I'm pretty technical. Oh, I can't figure it. Ah. So I logged a ticket. Th nearly three weeks later, I get the phone call. Firstly, I got an email saying, we'll, we'll call you tomorrow at some point. Um, you need to take the call because if not, we move on to the next one on the list, but we won't, but we'll close the ticket. Great. So I've now, every phone call that came in with an unknown number, I'm going to take it. So I took it, got hold of them. I had an important business call coming up, so I didn't have long. I was really lucky that the individual I spoke to got where I was at. We, we cut the chase quickly, told me something that I'd been told couldn't be done, that if I'd known would have fixed the problem. I, I, I didn't go that route because I was told, doesn't that forget it, doesn't work. That has now fixed the problem. But I had to speak to someone yeah. after three weeks to get it. Now, if I'd missed that call, the answer I got was, you need to log another call in two to three weeks. So it's not that their staff don't want to help you. They've got knowledgeable staff, but they have not got the technology to enable me as a customer to connect with that member of staff over the phone. They've had to go to route it all through electronic means and then queue calls up to people who are on the skeleton staff. And the individual said to me, no, we are so backlogged. And I've said this, when we come out of this, companies are going to be backlogged even further. It's not whether you can go back to business day one. Mm -hmm. How much backlog have you got to catch up with what you lost? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so for us, there's an opportunity because we think a lot of companies are going to review this cannot happen again. If this happens again. We need to be up and running and have our employees working at home fully operational because the brand <laughs> reputation. This is the interesting psychology thing. I think I spoke about on this session on Tuesday when I looked into this and I spoke to a few people because I thought, is it just me? I was getting annoyed at this company, right? I was thinking, well, this can't be right. How can I be frustrated? Basically, I know what's going on. Yeah. We're all in the same boat. It's not the staff's fault. But surely by now, we're weeks into this. There's no fix. They haven't, there's no fix in place where they can help me as a customer. So imagine now your internet went down or anyone listening to this, your internet went down. I bet anything you want to phone someone pretty quick because the internet is more important to you right now as a service than it's ever been before. And you'd want to phone someone and get deal with it. What if you go on? Oh, you can't phone us. You need to log a ticket and we'll get back to you in two weeks. But you're going to be totally patient because you know what's going on, right? You're not. The human psyche is we are struggling for, to get food and drink and all what's going on. We've got the worry of this. So, yes, you'll go through a shock motion. You'll go through phases of acceptance, phases of disappointment, phases of hope, phases of anger. That's the way the human psyche works, right? Mm -hmm. So there'll be times when people, and there's already online customers, lots of people posting complaints about companies, angry at them. But you could argue, but it, it's COVID. It, it, sure, you have to accept it. But not every company has gone offline. Lots of businesses are still available to you, you know, and I've reached out to a few businesses and they said, well, no, we're not able to produce the products right now, but they've re they've responded quick and they're engaging and telling me how to do it. Yeah, yeah it's 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 really interesting because uh, I think um, I, I just heard you say uh, a little while ago that your pipeline. So your pipeline's still live then. You still it is. But has it been affected? Yes, it has. Right. And, and, uh, and I'm not stupid enough or naive enough to position that hasn't we, we've had because we have customers who are in businesses who are in sectors or prospects where they're in a sector that's been affected. 
So are they going to continue and just go ahead and go, no. So we have prospects who are in challenged industry sectors where they're letting staff go. So they're going to have to reduce the need for the discussion we were having anyway. And many of them have said, well, this project, has, we have to defer this now. We're not going to do this in, in, in two or three months. We're going to look at it, re review it at the end of the year. Yeah, yeah. And, and it, that, that's, uh, that's, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say a spin on that, though, is we've had other businesses accelerate their decisions based on they now need to do this quicker than ever before. And other new customers come to the table saying, we, we, we've been let down, our current solution doesn't do this. We need to be online because we're in a sector that is being needed. But we do need to be online for customers and we can do business if they can speak to us. Can you help us get back on speaking to customers? So we've seen a little bit of a flip of some stuff's been affected and, and gone away and new stuff's come back. But has it been affected? Yes. Are we, are we expecting to produce results exactly where we were? No, but we're in a strong position. Um, and, and, and a great thing for us, based on the sector, when we, 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 our investors just put more cash into the business as this was happening, in confidence of we're in what we offer to customers as the right value. So thank, you know, we, we, we're, we're thankful and appreciative that we're in the business we're in, but we're also engaging with a lot of businesses and, and our existing customers who are in distress, and we're working with them to, in partnership to try and figure out how can we support as one of their key suppliers. As, we, as you kindly said at the beginning, thank you for that. Um, we work with you when we weren't in this situation. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 you know, you had written down on, on social media, I picked this up on uh, Mesh 3.0, uh, sure. where 36 uh, experts shared their um, sort of best practices to fight COVID. Yeah. Uh, and you used a, a very interesting um, sort of phrase, um, social distancing um, shouldn't mean customer distancing. Yeah. Do you want to elaborate on that? Yeah, and that was the theme, funny enough, what I did talk about earlier this week. And it struck us when we were talking about this and, and putting together what we were talking about that on that webinar and it, we just had this epiphany of that that related object, right? Social distancing, it means physicality. That's all. That, it's a disease, right? It's physicality. Um, it shouldn't, and what we mean by shouldn't be customer distancing, people are pushing their customers away by the way that you've uh, reacted. Um, you know, many businesses, I've spoken to some business leaders in some of the forums I'm part of, where they virtually said, well, yeah, this is going to affect us. So what we're going to do is we're going to virtually shut down. They haven't tried to pivot. They haven't tried to engage and go, what could we do differently? Is there another product we could, is there something we could do differently where we could be needed right now, where we could maybe not operate at 100% capacity, but we can continue the business going, engage employees, have them doing something productive and fighting for the business and the employee's job survival. People want to fight for that survival. No member of staff wants to sit at home and hope the thing comes back round. You know, they would rather, if you said to them, we're not doing this now, but we need you to do this, and it's X, Y, Z, I'd rather have a fight and have a go than sit back and just hope, right? Hope's yeah. not a strategy at this point. You know, that, that's not in your hands. Doing something about it, if, you, if, you, if it is possible, it isn't for everyone, is, and too many companies have pushed customers away. You know, I've had that experience we laid just now, Many companies have said, don't call us because we have no way of handling it. You can't call us. How is that a good customer experience? This is the year when customer experience was supposed to be 
more important than ever before. And yes, we've hit a challenge, but this is where if you can find a way to still engage and look after your customer for what the customer wants right now, it's not about what you want. You have imposed on, had imposed on you some legalities and some rules that you need to apply by. Fine. Within that, what, how and what can you do as a business to still serve your customer in the way the customer wants to be served? Yeah, it's a it's an interesting point because I want to take this on to the, the the next thing I want to talk about, which is more about customers. And you 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 talk about, and I remember speaking about this earlier uh, a couple of weeks ago as we went into COVID, and you mentioned that you mentioned something very interesting um, that you were absolutely ready out of the blocks when lockdown happened. Yeah. Your customers weren't, so you ran up ahead, and you're looking back, and there's there's nobody behind. They're staying up with you. So as a business, your customers are struggling to stay up with you. How, how does that impact you as a business and and them especially? Because when when we talk about the restart, you know, and the mindset, and you put that whole cocktail in there, you know, the the, the impact I see from a customer's perspective, your customer's perspective, or any customer's perspective, is um, future decision-making, uh, strategies, commitment levels. I mean, that's something to really sort of balance. And, and I think communication needs to come in there, talking to customers, which is the point you're making about, you know, uh, social distancing versus, versus customer distancing to keep having those conversations. Is that is that is my assessment correct? Yeah, and, and what we've done is we've pivoted even internally. So firstly, we've, uh, all the matters, I'm going to re re reiterate, but all the things we've discussed about yeah. keeping our staff engaged now, during, and also thinking about post and how we handle that as, as best as possible. There will be some challenges, right, for any business and, and the human psyche of it, but how we do the best job that would be, is capable in our hands to do um and then for the business we've pivoted you know we've, we've moved some of our very quickly we re looked at our roadmap and we've re-accelerated some developments that we weren't doing yet or new developments based on the things that customers are going to need now some things are more important than they were before so you know we very quickly rejigged where we were focusing and we've got some new things coming out that are very pertinent to the problem customers are having now we've done a great job for them but there's new needs that none of us envisaged or had at that point yeah. but this is imposed so we've got new developments that are progressed rapidly because we've pivoted internally we didn't just say well we'll just keep doing what we're doing we listened to what was going on we're constantly observing and went right we need to park this bit right now whilst it's important to our long-term agenda and we wanted to deliver it this bit over here will have more value to the world coming out of this and during it. Let's develop that quicker now and bring that to market. So we, we've, we've done that rejig internally, right? Which, which gives us and our teams and our own staff more invigoration of, we've listened and we've thought through this to give you more opportunity coming out of this to engage with customers in a more relevant manner. And I think it's also true to as you cited at the beginning, how we engage with customers right now shows our company values. How, you know, we, we are talking to all our existing customers um, of their challenges and trying to understand the challenges in their business, their sector, what they're doing about this and how we work with them as a partner. 
and also our prospective customers that are engaged of what's changing and how, how do we work with you to support you during that. And some businesses are delayed, some may go away forever, unfortunately, and other new ones are in discussion with us. So I think it's about being agile enough to stay engaged and fight, fight your corner. You know, as, as an individual and as a business, everything you possibly can. And it's some for us, it's easier than for many, right? And we understand that because we're in the we're in a particular sector. You know, if you look at the Skype, the Teams, um, the Zoom, the Google Hangouts of this world, they've all seen and all the stats are there. All their adoption rates have gone skyrocketed. What yeah. they don't know, we don't know, is how much of that will continue as paid customers yeah. after they come out of this, or will it dwindle off? And will we go back? How much will we go back to the old way of engagement and world, or will people think this is going to happen again? You know, will people change the work habit, their work ethic? Are they going to allow people to work from home more in the future? Are we going to see some companies close their office and say, actually, we can work this way and save a ton of money? And we'll meet once a month at this hotel venue or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. None of us really know. But it is certainly going to change the mindset of people to how business can be done. Yeah. And, and you know, uh, something I posted a couple of days ago on, on social media, uh, with chaos uh, comes clarity. Um, and it, it depends on the mindset, obviously. But and creativity, I'd argue. And creativity. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I want to move uh, away from um, sort of the customers and the, and the staff and the, that side and, and talk about Ian the man um, a little bit. I just want to touch on it because, you know, I've had dealings with you and yep. on, on, a, on, a, on a professional level. Um, and we've talked outside of that sort of sphere, also that circle. Um, and what comes across to me is a, is a, is a confident, articulate, reliable, experienced individual, um, professional all the way through and through. Um, does anything phase you? <laughs> yeah, of course, of course it does. I mean, and we all put on a persona face, I guess, to the, certainly to the business world, and that's the reality, right? Um, you know, we've all got challenges that we hide away. You know, my, my mother died in December. And thank you. And whilst we've had the few, she's, it wasn't like, we're gonna, when this hit, she was due to be buried near us. Um, because she's not from, it wasn't it was from farther away, and we got the plot up near us, etc. to be, and that didn't happen, right? Because it's all closed down. Right. So my father's moved into a home. He's now quarantined in a home local to us. So there's that worry going on right in the background. So I've got the worries and things other people have. My wife's a local firefighter, so it gets called out. So I have times when I have to deal with the kids. So, you know, I'm not an isolated thing where I'm not dealing with the stresses that some other people have, and some will have far greater stresses than we've got. Um, because of their roles and, and jobs being affected. But I think it, this is about your your at, attitude to how you're going to get through this. Um, and something I would suggest to people, and something that's, you know, I looked at this and went, what can I achieve during this period? And I've said to my team, what can we come out of it? And one of the things is we, we work in the Salesforce technology in, in, in ecosystem. And for an example, in that particular sector, they run things called trailheads, right? They have a massive online e-learning platform with that seven or 800 lessons and tests and badges you can get. So we're all going through those, you know, so I'm every day, I try and slot in two of those. So I feel at the end of it, I've achieved something, I've learned something new, 
and I've progressed on it. And we're comparing as a, as my 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 smaller reduced part of the revenue team of how are we getting on on a weekly basis. Oh, I've progressed onto this level. Oh, okay, a little bit of competition. You know, so I think one of the things everyone wants to consider is a question. Think about if you were asked this question, post this. What did you do during COVID? If you're looking for a job, you will be asked that in every interview. What did you do? It's, it's an obvious question. What answer do you want to be able to give? Do you want to give, oh, it's frustrating, it was upsetting, and I, and I spent time with the kids and, and we watched lots of Netflix. And we did. Is that, or do you want to say, yeah, we had all the stresses and all of that, but what I did is every day I chose to, I found this e-learning platform, or I, or I always wanted to learn, be better at mathematics, or I wanted to learn French. Or, so every day I spent, made sure I took half an hour, an hour, amongst the childcare, whatever it is, and I did this. So small, because you've got the time to do it, right? It's not that you have to do, sit there and do masses of stuff. There's so many online and, and businesses now offering resources for free. Everyone's doing the exercise classes, right? There's so many of them in yoga and, right? Great, but why could you not do something? Pick something, pick something you're interested in. So I won't show you what I've got here, but I, I, I like doing magic, right? I, I've been, and, and the magic community for performance has died, right? So what's happened is they're all coming up with new ideas, new tricks, selling them online, etc. So I have a stack of stuff here. I'm, I'm going to come out of this from a personal side, if nothing else, able to do weddings at weekends if I chose to, <laughs> because I've got probably 40 or 50 tricks here to learn. I've stacked them into the easier ones first. And, and I'm going to come out of this with, right, now I've got a repertoire. If I could, My plan is to try and learn one a day. I'm not managing that at the moment. So if I can learn one a week even, but you know, and I always yeah, carry yeah. cards with me, right? They're everywhere. Um, so you, it doesn't have to be something complex business-wise, but if you're asked, post this, what did you do during COVID? You don't want your answer to be all, all the negative stuff. Have something positive. You chose, I learned French. I'm now this level of French. Or I learned to play guitar. Or I learned this. Or, you know, business skill. I came, I set myself, because it shows your character, and it will also mentally help you get through because you're progressing with something. You're achieving something every day. There's a tick box there as opposed to every day. Oh, I didn't get I didn't achieve anything today. And that's the problem with not having the work ethic. You don't go home going, oh, yeah, you had a frustration, but at least oh, I got that done today. I got that project out of the way. You haven't is having something that you've achieved that isn't. I looked after the kids and whatever. Great. Or I clean the house. But it's it's a different psychological achievement that you're. I can I can resonate with that, I, because you know my business went down eighteen months ago, two years ago, and so the whole journey in the last two years has been about recreation. So where I'm sitting in this in this space at the moment with COVID, it, it's not not far from where we where we come from. And just to share with you, you know, I, I'm currently in in the middle of um, NLP practitioners and I'm also training as a um, uh, ILM 7 level coach um, for C-suite um, based around my my own experiences and especially losing a business and bouncing back from that yeah how 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 valuable could I be to somebody at a board level to be with those skills yeah and that's the question that I asked and I've, I've gone down that road and you're absolutely right I can absolutely resonate with you you, you know this is a time for creation and recreation and, and innovation, um, you know, on a personal level. Yeah. Um, 
you're an industry leader in your own right, you know, an expert in sales, <clears throat> you know, you've, you've had a vast amount of experience. Um, what is the one biggest thing you get out of what you do? That's a good one, isn't it? Um, I think insight. I mean, I, I like learning new things in every conversation and every engagement and, and non-exec and, and blog I write or, you know, this is about, for me, I fell into social influencing and all this stuff a, a number of years ago by accident. And what I, something I learned is if you, if you contribute and put yourself out there, it will begat things in return, but you can't predict what they are. Right? So I'll write a blog and I'll have someone reach out from another country say, actually, do you, do you do guest blogs for people? Could you do something for us? Could you speak at this event? Could you do this? Or I'll have someone reach out. I loved, I, I've had, few things I've done in the past couple of weeks where people have reached out and said I'd love to connect with you I've seen your content for a bit and I just saw what you did there I'd, I'd love to be a connection right because something you did triggered it if you do nothing you sit on your laurels so for me and, and from that you learn right because you make a new contact or they share something and you read that or we have an interview like this um is I encourage everyone, go and look out there. If you've got an expert subject, there's probably a podcast on it, go and offer yourself up as a guest. If you've got a blog in you or, or something passionate or you want to talk about customer experience or something, your experience with what's going on, if you've always wanted to try writing a book, have a go. Now's the time to put yourself out there because if you don't try, and some of it will fail, right? I've done thing, things that, uh, okay, it's not for me, magic, I always used to watch until I got taught one trick and I could do it. And now I'm hooked like mad on, I want to learn the next one and next one. I want to, and I always think people will see how it's done. And, and how did I get away with that? How did they not see it every time? But, but through doing that, I've got to know an awful lot of magicians and met an awful lot of famous magicians because it's, it's just become habitual to me and I've put myself out there. What I haven't done yet is done magic tricks online. I'm working on a, a few interesting ones where I might actually do that. You might see that on my social. But it doesn't have to be business related, right? It, yeah, but yeah. something you're interested and passionate about that you maybe have put off in the past and not done it. And now you've got an opportunity, even if you take a certain time slot a day, to get yourself into that and find, is it really your passion? Is, you know, I always want to learn the guitar and you try it and you go, uh, no, this is just not for me. That's fine. But you tried and you found out that wasn't yeah. for you right now. Yeah. And try something different. Yeah. Uh, you, you'll become a, a key person, key person of influence in the, in the magic world soon. <laughs> yeah, KPI. I, don't, I, I don't know. I'm happy just being able to do some of it. And, uh, <laughs> but talking about leadership uh, and, and, you know, clearly you, you do hold that uh, platform really well. Um, what is great leadership? look like to you yeah so i think there's a lot of theories and a lot, a lot of people take leadership and they get that role and it's about telling people what to do right which it's not it's about especially in these times also yeah i think it, leadership is about facilitating the success of other individuals in a team so for me i always when people when i recruit particularly you know in the sales arena is their success is my success if you're not successful i'm not going to be successful so my job is to help mentor you to help learn from you you know I, get, I learn from every individual because you've all gone every one of your team no matter what business or division you're in has had different work experiences and life experiences as you have had you have a job title 
um, and you have some experience maybe in your business and your sector they don't have. But it's about you have the role of ownership, of leadership of the team and making the final decision and making the team successful in what its goals are to do. Doesn't mean you've got all the answers. Doesn't mean everything you say or do is right. It just means it's on your shoulders. So for me, it's about facilitating the team to be successful, uh, understanding the individuals and what they need. And that's from um, the human perspective, particularly in today's times. Um, the learning perspective, people learn differently and have different motivations. Um, so it's about that, that whole piece of engagement with them. So I'm working through with my team. Um, some of them naturally want to do this learning piece and others don't. So some need a bit more of a nudge on that than others. And on something else, others take the lead. It's about using the skill sets of the team and empowering them. So my job is to remove obstacles. You know, what's stopping you being successful? How do I get you to earn more? And how do I get... So I always look at, there's a blog on this that I haven't written yet, but I'll talk about it. But very simply, my mantra is earning, yearning and learning. Okay. Are you earning what you want to earn? And if not, what is it and how do I get you there? Are you, are you heading in the direction you want to be if you're not earning it today? And that depends on your role, right? For sales, it, it, it's, it's different because of the nature of the rewards. Um, but in any role, where are you today? Where do you aspire to be? Are you heading towards it in what we're doing for you and supporting you? Right. Are you learning? And that might be a particular new skill or certification, as you describe. Or it might just be you're just learning by experience that you're handling things better because you're getting mentoring and the environment we're putting you in and now I'm helping you and I'm on joint calls with you or I'm, I'm meeting, whatever it be. Um, and are you yearning is simply, do you enjoy your work more than the frustrations? There's frustrations in every job, right? And you'll come to work and have a bad day or something won't go right or you don't like that person and, don't, and they rubbed you up the wrong way, whatever it is. But my, my person is with each individual, and they know this because I'll sit down with them and go, let's have a quick chat about it. It's not a yearly appraisal. It's let's have a quick coffee. Earning, yearning, learning. Let's talk about it. I, I, where are you on this? Where are you on this? Where are you on this? And it's a simple mantra of if you're more positive in all three than negative, there's less chance you're going to go and look for another job. Yeah. If one of those three pillars is at fail for you, so you might say, oh, no, I'm, I'm really happy with the money and uh, I'm, I'm learning lots of stuff. I'm unhappy at work, there's a risk. Or whichever of those pillars has got a problem. I really love coming to work and I'm learning loads of stuff, but I'm not happy with the money, there's a risk. If you've got yeah. all three pillars, more positive than negative, you're in a good place. And in today's world, in a good place, not necessarily that they're going to go and look for a job, but that they're going to be productive for you now and when they come back from COVID. And, and as an inspirational leader, um, what's, the, what's the hardest thing uh, you, you, you find being that inspirational leader in yourself? I think sometimes it's, there's a couple of things. Like sometimes it's letting go um, and devolving responsibility for someone else to do something when you know you could do it yourself and you, maybe you could do it quicker and 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 first time for because you've done it before but if you let them do it it's going to be more painful and a bit slower but they're going to learn from the experience so I get that often where I get them to do something right you put this together for the client now I'll have a look at it and then I'll have to add something or change that or do this or add this why didn't I do it in the first place well 
what I'll do is always redline those things and give them back so they can see where the changes were and hopefully learn a bit from it. Because if they don't do the first part and the white page and you do it, they learn nothing. There's no challenge for them to do it. If, right, so that, that's one is because it's, it's you, you want to get everyone, today's world is fast, fast, fast. And it's frustrating when you get something from someone. And my team knows this, I say it to them, where you get something from them, you go, oh, I wish you'd done this, this and this and that because now I've got to do it and I wanted you just to get it right first time so we could just get on with it and I don't have to do anything, right? So that, that that's one of them, I think. Um, the other one, I think, is the empathy piece. And I think to, particularly in today's environment, we're all moving incredibly fast. We have electronic communications going on where you don't, you don't get the feeling. And that's the challenge with email, particularly in remote environments. You, you, it's difficult to be empath, empathetic. Um, empathetic. Yeah, empathetic. I'm probably getting that wrong. But, um, or empathise. Thank you. Rephrase <laughs> it. When someone sends something through to you, I always say to them, you don't get the tonality in an email. So you may respond with something that rubs them up the wrong way that was never the intention, but you didn't you didn't feel that reaction. You don't even know you've run, rubbed them up the wrong way, perhaps, and they go off frustrating and or perhaps talking to other people, and, and they don't give you the feedback. Whereas if you're talking to them like this, you go, well, so, so it looks like you feel uncomfortable there. But, well, yeah, because, because you invited it, you saw it, they then react with, yeah, because I, I, I thought I'd done that quite well. Oh, no, I didn't mean you hadn't done it well. I, I was just trying to add, oh, sorry, bang, it's handled. Yeah. That's something particularly in today's world I think you've got to be overly conscious about. There is particularly in the tech sector that I reside in, an overuse of email and I'm guilty of it as anyone right because it's easy to do and you can do it out of hours and you can deal with it and you can deal with sending it to six people and you don't have to worry about trying to schedule a conference call with six people that takes two days is step back and think or should I follow this up I've sent it let me follow up with a quick call or let me suggest here's some information let, let's have a call about this because if you totally isolate yourself you're going to cause more distress right now then you know you're causing and you've got the dist we've got enough isolation and distancing going on mandated let's not create our own yeah, yeah. yeah. and before we end um i'd like you to sort of impart with your knowledge a final thought to 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 the viewers and listeners so i think final thought is a summary of what i've, I've said is right now we're all experiencing the same difficult situation we will all handle it in different ways. Do not assume others are handling it the same as you are handling it. We've all got different background experiences and different things going on around us in our lives. That you, particularly in work, you may not know about your colleagues, that they've got someone ill in their family or they lost someone a few months ago or they've got a particular circumstance or challenge financially. You don't know what those are, right, if they haven't shared it with you. So just give things more thought at this time and be more personable and engaging and go the extra effort to involve people because people are going to feel more excluded now by accident than ever before. And even if you're not particularly fully operational, you still need to come back to a business and you need your people to come back to the business with all guns blazing and fighting for business. You don't want them coming back disillusioned, happy they've got a job, but don't really want to be here now. No, they didn't look after me during this period. This is where you show your true colours and your true ethos in, as an individual in a business. 
let them shine rather than fade. Ian Moyes, thank you very much for joining us on Combat Files. Much appreciated. Uh, Ian's details will be on uh, the um, credits at the end of the show, and I will be also posting them on the social media feeds. Uh, thank you for listening. Take care of yourself. Take care of others. God bless. Thank you.